Uh, you guys, it might be the year of Linux on the desktop. <gasps> what? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> In a true sign of the coming of the apocalypse, it is um, possibly the year of Linux on the desktop. I mean, did you see this Raspberry Pi thing? Yeah, the Raspberry Pi thing, yeah. I, I Pi 400. I didn't see the Raspberry Pi thing. You should look at the Raspberry Pi thing. So it's a, <laughs> it's just a keyboard. Or is it, um, John? With the Raspberry Pi or is it? inside. <laughs> well, it's more than just a keyboard, Dan, because it has a Raspberry Pi inside. It's three things. Um, Are you getting it, John? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting it. It's seventy dollars. Oh, okay, um, right. but it's cool. Yeah, I think, I think that was neat. cool. I already uh, have a Raspberry Pi that I'm not using for anything. So you're not going to buy another one. Buy another one that I'm not going to use for yeah. anything. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's seventy bucks, and they're they're decent little computers. I mean, I've used used it for you know browsing and stuff like that occasionally and it works fine. You could totally use that. It's seventy dollars, but it's really a hundred dollars because you need to like. They they have a kit that has like the power cables and everything yeah. with that. So like right. <laughs> you can do it kind of yourself, but That's if you true. want if you want the simplicity of not having to like scrounge around for extra cables and get a free mouse and stuff like that, then you can you know spend the hundred right. the extra thirty right. bucks. But it is cool that it's just a little keyboard. But think about like when you were when you were a teen and <laughs> when like, I you, was a teen, you could have gotten that for a hundred bucks. You would have yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You would have done sure. backflips if if they uh, start including a, a a monitor with that thing. It's basically a Macintosh Classic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you can actually plug it into a TV, though, so it really brings you back to your Commodore 64 vibes. Exactly, right, right. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, yeah. I think is pretty cool. I, I just, I, I always wonder about, like, for me, this is like, it would be a cool novelty thing to play around with for a little bit, and I try to think about, like, whether, yeah. whether you know, the kids would be interested in it, or whether they're all just so inured to it from the fact that, like, well, I have a phone, and my phone already does everything. <laughs> Why do I need a thing that I can only sit right. here and use? But I love yeah. the idea, and maybe it just appeals to nerds like I mean, us. But I think if you know, if you had a kid, if you had a young kid that didn't have a phone, well, I, I don't understand the concept. Please repeat. Yeah, I know. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's cool. It's a cool way to to start out, and I, I think as the Raspberry Pi, what I appreciate about them is that they've always been very clear that so much of what they want to do is get people excited about like the nuts and bolts of computers, whether it's the yeah. hardware or the programming side. And I, I do appreciate that a lot. Years ago, I bought one of my uh, cousin's daughters the like with the Kano Kano computer, mm-hmm. which is yeah, also sort I of similar that. thing. Yeah, Hank Hank had the original one of that too, which yeah. I think was cool. I'm not sure if they got any use out of it, but I, I always thought it was a nifty idea. He used it plenty. I mean, he you know he played Minecraft on it a little bit, but also just like like it was a computer that like early on that he could tweak and do a whole bunch of stuff with, right. like just completely mess with. And yeah. he ended up destroying it, but still, he had fun doing it. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> right. I was intrigued because I did see when I was reading the Verge article about it that they mentioned, oh, you know, lots of people use their their other Raspberry Pis for various things, including making inexpensive airplay receivers. I was like, oh, yeah, that actually that sounds too. like a project I can <laughs> I get like, behind. Wait a minute. <laughs> you buried the lead. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I don't need a keyboard one for that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's clever. I like it. Yeah. And they point out that because the Raspberry Pi stuff is uh, ARM-based processors, and yeah. you know, I think uh, they made some comments about how you know at, since Apple's switching to the, the Mac to the Apple well, Silicon-based yeah, stuff, it's the year of ARM on the desktop. You're the ARM, ARM on the desktop. <laughs> yeah, I prefer just my fingers on the keyboard. But yes, elbow on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Actually, bad ergonomics to have your arm. Do on you the guys desktop. use um? 
Do you guys use like the wrist gel pad type things? Not anymore. At your keyboard or I have um, in years past. I do have no. some on one of my desks. One of my many desks. I do have one. <laughs> Look at this guy with all his desks. <laughs> I know. I installed a keyboard tray earlier this year when I was having some wrist troubles um, because my desk is a little too high. And since then, I've been very happy with it. But uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't used a wrist pad in years. I always worried that they compress. Do you have questions, suggestions. You're looking for suggestions for wrist band, or you, what? What's your? What's, no, what I was asking? just curious. I I do use okay. them, and um, I haven't been during the uh, my quarantine basement desk situation because I'm sitting at a table that's like one of those folding tables that has a soft, mushy top anyway. But when I'm at a, a solid hard desk, I have to, where I get like, I don't even know what the bone is called, but I get I get giant red, swollen painful spots on my hands if i don't use those things so i was curious if you guys have to use them or not it's possible you're jamming your wrists into your table too much <laughs> likely <laughs> it's not just the, all the stress i well, do you use that yeah, as the a, table that i the desk that i have it on has a has a lip i, I which i built myself <laughs> it has a lip at the quality bottom, engineering so it it has it has to do with that that's what well uh, the uh lex was gonna ask you you're because you're a laptop user right so are you using these with external keyboards yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. And what do you, when it's a laptop, you don't worry about it because it's just like the wrist rest built into the laptop essentially. So, like, does the same thing or? I mean, if I'm just on the laptop only, I'm sure I also have that problem. I just, uh, I think I use that less. Gotcha. I'm almost always using an external keyboard, or if I'm using the laptop keyboard, it's just for brief chunks of time. What do you use as a pointing device with your external keyboard? For a while, and I, we actually talked about this eons ago, but I was literally, like, I had my laptop propped up on several cardboard boxes to get it to a good, ergonomic height for looking at and then the external keyboard at, at wrist height but uh, no separate trackpad so i would put my hand up on the elevated laptop's trackpad to use the trackpad which i just mm. got used to and did for months and it was insane mm. and just re- this past week when i went to uh the new york city office to clear it out i grabbed my magic trackpad whatever the, the newer bigger magic trackpad is that's what i have now and, and then i had to like yeah. train myself to stop using the laptop trackpad so i literally right now there are uh, there is a stack of napkins on top of my laptop's trackpad so that i remember not to use it and to use the external trackpad that i have instead so thank you for asking dan <laughs> i was just curious yeah i don't i i'm interested in the the ergonomics of various setups because i move around a lot during the day and i've like i spend a lot of time at my imac but i also have taken to in the morning sitting in a you know chair in the the living room with my laptop again so very different ergonomic setups yeah i can tell you right now whatever i'm doing ergonomically isn't working because my neck's killing me (laughs) (laughs) i spent well this morning because the scar schedule is different i decided i didn't go up to my office um and i stayed at the dining room table and i've been on my computer at the dining room table for too long guys i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need to pause you here for breaking news Uh oh apple today announced a third fall 2020 event scheduled tuesday november 10th whoa at 10 a.m i did not name of the event whoa it's yeah whoa it says whoa uh one more thing is the name of the event (laughs) ha ha i see what you did there uh no is that a reference to something yeah you're a reference to something oh man you know what i really did not think they would do a, a event next week and part of that was because well they usually events it, announce it a week ahead of time and they're not going to um, want to announce anything like on the election yeah, really, day yeah. right <laughs> uh but apparently they came up with a plan they announced it eight I, days in advance yep. and that's the i trick. did not see that coming and that's why they are so good at their job and i am bad that's... at mine <laughs> it's really thinking outside the box there yeah well that's exciting 
That's uh, so that's Tuesday, yeah. November. I mean, we 10th. thought we knew that it was coming, right? I mean, yeah, the, the money was on the seventeenth, and I would have frankly agreed with that. But uh, I'm happy to take it a week earlier. Your money's no good here. <laughs> You're telling well, me. I <laughs> what I appreciate is the optimism on Apple's part that <laughs> the world will still, will still be, be spinning. <laughs> exactly. That, uh, the entire world won't be on I mean, fire. I, a week from I now. guess they could always cancel it, right? If if um, if we're in massive civil war, then they'll just say, hey, yeah. we're going to postpone it by a week or two. That's fine. Well, this could bring the country together, Lex. This could unify us. <laughs> My dearest Margaret, I must regret to cancel this event. It feels this interminable war will continue. One more thing. Introducing America 2. All right, I'm done now. Are you? No, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I, di- I didn't bring my violin, so... Oh, okay. I'll put in a little Ken Burns on I top of this I can't you. do the music. Yeah. Um, I Well, I'm excited because this is the event that I have been waiting for this entire time, I hope. <laughs> or they're just really fucking with me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a day you will never forget, Dan. They're taking Beatles off the iTunes store. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. That will be almost no. how many years to the day, Lex? <laughs> Wasn't it the 11th of November? <laughs> It's pretty close, right? Yeah. It's not the 11th, because that's Veterans Day. Beatles on iTunes Day is November 16th. Okay. This has been on my calendar for <laughs> eons and eons. November 16th. What year was it? They're announcing They're announcing it a week in advance. I don't know what year it was. Oh, well, you Beatles, forgot that date uh, then, didn't well, you? It was, <laughs> Steve Jobs was still alive, right? So it was more 2010. Than... It was 2010. So it's almost oh, a 10-year anniversary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> The 10-year anniversary <laughs> so, of the Beatles on the iTunes store. So enjoy the Beatles for the next week because it's it's going to be gone. I, it's yeah. either that or they've, you know, there are a holographic uh, John Lennon and George Harrison mm. joining Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr in concert, which <laughs> got to hope. I mean, mm-hmm. they, well, they've been working on AR something, so. That's true. That's true. AR yeah. Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound good. No. Nope. Not even writing it down. So, yeah. So arm, arm Mac, right? Yeah, I assume so. I mean, I don't think there's they've they've revved almost everything else. Uh, at what this if point. we heard them wrong and it's actually an AR Mac? Like it's a it's a <laughs> Mac that's not quite there that you can still no. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's more of a concept. Mm-hmm. I hate everything. You're more of a concept. <laughs> it's it's two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's the uh, Tim Cook's new clothes. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a subscription based concept of a Mac. I do want to hear all of our predictions for Apple's One More Thing event. <laughs> I, th- I thought we were done. But uh, we have a surprise advertiser that what? neither of you knows about. Yes. Ooh, that is a surprise. Our sponsor today is Billow, who is also a uh, listener and a, uh, a member of the Rebound uh, Slack. And this is the message. Do you have a startup company or an idea for one? Do you have questions about technology, strategy, hiring, raising money, marketing, distribution, product management, engineering, organizational design? You should have advisors to help you think about these problems. Billow has been in the software industry for 35 years. He was founding chief architect at Kayak.com and created the Kayak mobile apps, including the iPad app, which was the first travel shopping app available on the iPad. And it's one that I still use. With expertise in travel, healthcare, personal finance, and enterprise software, he's co-founded three companies and advised dozens of software startups. If you want to see if Billow can help your company, find him at linkedin.com slash in slash Billow or on Twitter at Agent Billow, B-I-L-L-O. First meeting is free with the offer code, look at this guy. So (laughs) just remember when you reach out to Billow on Twitter at Agent Billow or linkedin.com slash in slash B-I-L-L-O, use the offer code, look at this guy for your first meeting to be free. Uh, But he wrote to me on the Slack and was like, could I sponsor an episode? And I was like, you don't have to do that. He's like, but I want to do that. And now he did. 
<laughs> I'm also assured reliably that Billow is made to measure to your particular <laughs> It's Billow. It's Billow or Squillow. <laughs> you only got one trick, Lex. Is that what, is that what right. this is? Yeah, everything else is after Billow. Everything else is Swillow. Should we? <laughs> Billow. <laughs> solid we're playing play the hits play the hits and he's always been a super nice guy <laughs> yeah, yeah interactions with him yeah so i, yeah. I agree thanks billa yeah. yeah i actually have him right here billa said no he's not, That's not true. <laughs> so predictions what do we think uh, i predict our max okay that's well, what i'm that one right yeah, off the board uh so the guy i guess the question is anything anything oh well, we could talk about what kind of our mac i think it'll be a yeah, laptop exactly I think um, you think laptop. All right, I think there's I think laptop and pro, maybe maybe a return of the um the 12 inch form factor. Yeah, I I think the there's a the question here is the one that you know we've been talking about for a while now, which is is this a thing where they want to minimize the transition by making everything feel like it's just a Mac? It looks exactly like a Mac. It behaves exactly like a Mac. Mac, don't worry about it. And like therefore yeah. they just like pop a you know a new board internals into an existing Mac case like the MacBook Air. Or is this a thing where it's like, this is a brand new product and we want to tell you how awesome our technology is. So we've like redesigned, you know, and a, a, you know, totally brand new product. Uh, well, I think the last it, time they kept the form factors the same. Yeah. But part of me feels like when it's Apple's own stuff, they want to toot their own horn and they want to spend I think some time. I think that's also true. Yeah. You know, really showing right. off how awesome their technology is. And so that's, yeah. but I, I could see it kind of going either way. Um, yep. So laptop there's a question as to whether it's a pro level or something like the macbook or macbook air i don't know again i could kind of go either way on that the macbook or macbook air seems easier but again they may want to show off how awesome their processors are so right what was the first the first what was was the macbook um, pro and an imac they announced them at the same time i think the macbook pro shipped first Yeah, I think I think that's that sounds right to me. But yeah. I believe they were announced both announced at MacWorld because <laughs> I remember I got the uh, I got the PowerPC based one. <laughs> mm, mm. I actually think th- here, here's my no basis prediction. I think Apple will unveil no fewer than four different four. computer models that have arms in them. What? Not, no. It could be different sizes of laptop, and I'll count that. But I think mm. because they're oh, like, look, so you're you're, here's, you're going here's, with like the the rumor the rumor mill exception, right? <laughs> I'm saying anything like, close here's, here's, to what I say means I got it right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I basically I I think that you know Apple's at a time in its life where it's experiencing change. I'm doing the horoscope, but the no, but so like I could imagine like like two or three size laptops, and then also something else, whether it's uh, to Dan's point, like a Pro thing or a Mac Mini style thing or something. But I think that'll be. I think a something. Mac Mini style thing is not out of the question. I kind of agree that some maybe they would launch a laptop and a desktop. I was thinking two, but I, I right. see your point. Lex, that it could be multiple screen versions of they don't laptop. do laptops in one size anymore right they, they like multiple skews this is this well is no they, the, the air is still only a 13 there's no there's no smaller air anymore so it's a 13 there's a 13 inch air a 13 inch pro and a 16 inch pro right so like there's only three laptops in the lineup there's some room under that 13 inch air if they want to really go for like an ultralight angle but i i don't know what that plan is and then it's not going to be a mac pro we can dispense with that it's probably not going to yeah. be an iMac Pro because it seems like 
they're just not that interested. They just released another iMac, right? Well, they just released an iMac. So definitely not an iMac, but the iMac Pro SKU is also like hasn't been updated in many years, which is one argument for maybe they're just holding off and making a separate iMac. But it's weird then maybe to have an iMac and then the iMac Pro is Apple Silicon. I don't know. That seems... I, I feel like if they're redoing the iMac, they're going to want to do something more substantive because the iMac form factor is basically unchanged for like a decade, right? Like if this is your opportunity to yeah. do some serious like redesign and mark like this is a totally new computer i think now's the time to do it bring back the articulated arm from the imac g4 oh yeah <laughs> so good <laughs> bring back flower power yeah blue dalmatian mm. Mm. <laughs> those were the days <laughs> well i'm hoping i there's a computer that i i want like a form factor that i want because i've been really excited about the idea of a small light macbook running yeah. on an apple silicon processor i'm i'm are you body that. shaming your old macbooks <laughs> no i love my 11 inch they don't make an 11 inch anymore it makes me sad that there's that that like that form factor apparently has flown the coop but then again they made a smaller iphone this year 10? so why was not a smaller 10? mac was it 11 yeah was it 10 or 11 11 i can tell 11, you because okay. i've had two of them yeah do you think that they shot all the videos at once since this is obviously already a ready to go event, or do you think they shoot them all separately? Do you mean you know, like, cause they just from the didn't. different events? You think they shot like had yeah. like one day where they came in? I don't know. It, it, I feel like possibly, but it also seems like it would be very tiring to do all of that in one day. But like I can imagine well, I don't them doing it. Really the, mean one day, but like yeah, did they, like a course of a week. But is it all like one? Well, some of them are session. some are going to be different people. Sure, right? oh sure, I mean, that's true. I think it's plausible. I think there's the the main question there would be. And I guess it's not as big a concern now, even uh, like leaking stuff, right? Because there's so few people probably involved with the production. It's not like there's lots of extras on set or whatever. Yeah. I guess they could have done it all at once and just been like, we just keep it in the can until we're ready to spool it out. Tim Cook's in the Bahamas. Everyone knows this. (laughs) Been there for months. Do you think the house will make an appearance? The house? No. No. I think it was a one and done. Do you think any other, which is insane. You think they tore it down? Do you think it's gone? No, Bob Mansfield's still living there. No way. <laughs> Do you think there will be any Mansfield. other fun new Apple set? Like, not like, Ooh. here's a room that we work in, here's an office, will we get another crazy Apple set? Oh, I hope so. This is what people are tuning in for. They want us to know. They want us to. I think there's these a good things. chance there could be, but I don't know what it would be. I mean, uh, it seems like... What are you demoing? Hmm. Like, what... Because what, what? There's, no, there's no, um, there's no, like, I mean, the, the, the HomePod... Right. The, the, the question is, device what is the argument needed, that needed that sort of demonstration? Right. Like, what but, is the um, what is the use case for a Apple Silicon Mac where you would need to use it someplace that's not in an office or potentially in your home? Maybe the ARM Macs support intercom. Well, see, that's the thing. Nobody's working in offices right now, so mm, so mm. why why have, maybe maybe they will use the thing again just to show you how you use it around your. <laughs> You okay. know, you're working from home kind of thing. All right. Let me let me throw out another one out at you that's related to that. If it is something that they invite, envision using more around the home, do you think there will be any changes, any new major features slash changes to the form factor that make it more, uh, you know, consumer friendly or less like, you know, less of a thing where it's like, okay, you can use it for business, but you can also use it for fun. So I'm envisioning particularly things like, do you think there will be a touchscreen Apple Silicon Mac announced? Do you think there will be one where it's like a, one of those Whoa. flip over <laughs> formats? Slow down, Dan. Did you just float? I would be very surprised if it's touchscreen, but it's it's po- I'd say it's possible. The only the only thing the thing that I can think of immediately is just a better um, eyesight camera, better front facing camera. But 
again, what I was imagining well, was only one camera on a Mac. I, I don't think this product would exist. I, I don't believe that Apple would or will announce this. But what if it was a device that was both, right? What, what if you got a device that was a Mac and an iPad? It could be either thing. Right, like not that it was a touchscreen Mac, but you could just say, "Hey, switch over to iOS." Because we're doing a lot of. Are you getting it? (laughs) Well, (laughs) are you getting it? I, you know what, I've I've theorized that before, and I and I think the problem with it that people criticize is like, is that super confusing? If it's like, well, you pull off the screen, and now it's an entirely different UI, and and more to the point, if you're running iOS apps on it already, it kind of is an iPad already. Yeah, you just blew my mind. So, So, what difference does it make? I mean, I mean, and I think that's one of the arguments I think they for, would, I don't know. I think they would rather sell you an iPad separately. <laughs> I just, I mean, but it comes back to your point, John, about like, you don't think that the iOS apps that make the jump to Apple Silicon will be a good experience. And the argument against right. that is what if it's a touchscreen and it's the same experience? Yeah, true. I mean, but yeah. you still, that, that whole thing, Microsoft still hasn't quite gotten it right. As sure. far as my experience using a Windows laptop is I mean, Microsoft that. has gotten a lot of things wrong that Apple has gotten right. So let's not use that as too much of a like insurmountable. I know, but, but, but my point my point is that you there are a lot of things that need to be rejiggered before you can just do that. You can't I mean you I, I don't yep. think that they would just say You've got to first jigger and then rejigger. Well now you're using now you're using an iPhone app and so you can touch the screen and but but then what happens with the rest of the UI? What happens with Finder? What happens with all that other stuff? I mean, but a lot of that you, stuff, they command tab over to the Finder from your iPhone app. Do you suddenly not use the touch screen anymore? Or, or but what if you or, could? Like, what if I mean, a do lot they of have sh- to redesign all of the elements of the you know the window elements in order to make it actually well, useful counterpoint they did redesign most of the window elements in Big Sur, like a lot yeah. of which are more touch right. friendly potentially. So right. Counterpoint also is to me the reason the only reason I think this could ever happen is because of the way they do I never remember what it's called sidecar the way that it yeah. works when you use your Mac use your iPad as a display for your Mac uh, because it's like you're suddenly in a totally different world of your iPad and it works differently but it's still an iPad you can touch certain things you can use the pencil for certain interactions or you can switch and keep using your iPad as an iPad again uh, that's like where my head first got into it I was like what if this is actually how this thing works mm, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know either, but I, I, you know. Don't you, Dan? I feel like you know. Dan, why are you holding out on us and the Rebound listeners? <laughs> well, I was going to save it for the bonus episode because I'm not giving oh, away for free. Nice. Come on, clearly. Totally fair. <laughs> I, I think. Then I, carry I, on. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that they would announce a touchscreen Mac now. However, I do believe yeah. that there is a, a strong possibility of that at some point in the future because I, I think that running those apps on apple silicon is again to john's point not the best experience uh when you're suddenly switching from touch Mm -hmm. to keyboard and mouse that said the ipad stuff now right with the magic keyboard a lot of stuff gets designed to use the keyboard and the the mouse or the trackpad right the pointer so there is more permeability for apps that have been updated to use that functionality on the ipad side which makes it a lot more portable to say move something over um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it, now that there's a trackpad and a keyboard on interface on the iPad, why not a touch interface on the Mac? Like, why not have both interfaces available in both places? I don't know. I mean, it's, it certainly seems plausible to me. I'm not sure it will happen right now, but I mean, there, there's a host of things they can yeah. do with this integration that they haven't been able to do before. I mean, like there's been a lot of talk about, well, might they finally equip a MacBook with a cellular chip, right? 
they could i mean if they've decided especially the, because <laughs> we're, we're gonna get 5g again 5g 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 this isn't 4g john this is 5g okay <laughs> But I mean, hey, especially because they're starting to build their own modems, there's no reason that when they're ready to do that, they wouldn't also say, you know, why not? Like, let you have the cellular capability. There are other laptops, like in the, you know, PC world that have cellular cards built into them. So it's not by any means out of the question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What, like, so what's interesting about this to I me? I mean, that, that, that doesn't appeal to me that much, particularly. And again, it, you know, not because now, of the, but no. Yeah. Well, I, in general, it doesn't because I, anytime I need to use, my laptop i just tether it to my phone yeah but fine. you may not may right. not want to do that it's or you not, may not have it's a... not that big a deal to me some people seem real hot on this and i just i don't care personally a lot of plans um, don't let you do that anymore is the other thing <laughs> like a lot of carriers restrict you from doing that or require yeah. you to have a certain plan in order for that to work so yeah. i can see yeah. why that for some people might not well, be well i have that plan <laughs> well this this isn't look at this guy not for you then <laughs> well, well this is what i'm saying i'm saying for me i don't i don't need that inside so but i, I think care. there are a lot of people who would be interested in that and i i don't know i mean i think there's a lot of possibility of having the the apple silicon stuff built in i think that it opens up if you take nothing away from this show that's what you take away the, the, the possibilities are near endless <laughs> you know what else you should take away We've got another brand new sponsor on The Rebound this week. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Hotjar. Do you have a website? Did you put time and energy into getting that website live? Do you want that hard work to go to waste by not knowing what your visitors are doing when they visit your site? Of course you do not. You know that each visit to your site is an opportunity to gather important data to help you convert more visitors into customers, but you might not know that you can unlock that data with Hotjar. Hotjar is a behavior analytics and user feedback service that helps you understand the behavior of your website users and get their feedback through heat maps, session recordings, and surveys. It helps take all the guesswork out of how visitors use your site, and it makes it easier to convert visitors into customers. I've run a number of websites in my time, and the hardest thing is always to figure out what people are doing on that site, what people are looking at. Back when I worked at a magazine, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out what kind of stories to write. And a lot of that was driven by what kind of stories people are interested in using. And so using an analytics platform is a great way to sort of figure out, hey, maybe we should concentrate our energy on doing more of this thing. So really anybody running a website has a great use for Hotjar, whether you're a content maker, whether you're somebody who's designing a site and needs to know, like, which portions of this site do I boost the reliability for because they're getting hit more by users. So you can learn more now at hotjar.com and if you want to try hotjar business right now for free for 90 days that's three whole months with no credit card required just click the link in the show notes see how visitors are really using your website collect user feedback and turn more visitors into customers and when your 90-day trial ends add your payment details to keep that business plan or downgrade to a free account don't miss out on that important data from your site visitors you can learn more at hotjar.com and if you want to get that 90-day trial click the link in the show notes our thanks to hotjar for their support of the rebound and no one else i want to I, I don't like when you guys fight with each other so i want to ask a, <laughs> a different question for you and we weren't really fighting um, no i know i'm kidding disagreeing respectfully <laughs> i it's november 2nd i have no idea what that means yeah so my daughter as you know or may recall got one of these new fangled ipad airs and a pencil to go with it and if she's not going to get an apple case I find it so stressful ordering cases for iPads because they're all named the same. The iPads themselves are all named the same pretty much. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go to Amazon or anybody else to look at cases, I find it stressful. And I'm wondering how you guys feel about that. If I'm like, you have to look at the, the ones that say latest edition or newest version and then trust that that's the right thing. Like, I don't know. 
you know what I mean? Does anybody else yeah. have this complaint? I've never just... never bought a case for an iPad. Really? I've only yeah. Done no, I, I've run into that problem on occasion. You have to read very carefully, yeah. and usually if you search, I mean, I'm assuming you're buying it from Amazon, and usually yeah. if you search on whatever generation it is, I find that works. Yeah. Um, and then you have to figure. I often out end up putting generation it is. Like, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I always get stressed. A bit of a trick. So what I've been. I've been looking at it now, iPad Air 2020 case, <laughs> and it, now they all say like latest model in parentheses, but then you have to trust that they have updated their titles <laughs> appropriately, which I assume yeah. they have, but I don't know. Well, that's, that's why I go with, with whatever the generation is. Yeah. What is, is it? Eighth? Is it? Well, it, according to the uh, Amazon, it's the fourth generation. No, so it's the fourth generation Air. It's the eighth generation iPad. Oh, it's the air. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The iPad is the yeah. eighth No, I, I was thinking, I was thinking the regular iPad, which is like, which is higher than that. But yeah, but again, yeah, <laughs> this, it's very, this is exactly and a lot of them do say that it's both the fourth and eighth generation for exactly the reason that Dan just spelled out. Yeah. Well, they're the, basically the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very, yeah, you're right. It's totally confusing. My, my mom uses an iPad case and I think we struggled to find ones when like she had an older iPad and everything had switched to like a different form factor. And then trying to find stuff that fit the older iPads was a real pain because nobody was making like certain types of cases anymore. But I've never, I haven't ever really used a case on my iPad with any, for any length of time, except for the original iPad when I had that black Apple case with the flip over thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I just use the smart keyboard. I don't put anything on the back. Haven't in years. Mm. I almost always put a case on all the things. For me, I put a case on the iPads because I use the iPad keyboard cases. But I have appreciated old iPad cases pre my keyboard fetish (laughs) that that those cases would clean the screen as well. You know, the microfiber lining or whatever on the cases. And that's what I miss the most using iPads with keyboard cases because they typically don't have that functionality anymore. But that was one of my favorite things about cases was that it kept your screen clean. Yes. Did you guys both hang up after I said the phrase keyboard fetish? You were just yep. like, done. Goodbye. <laughs> Bleep bloop. Again, brought to you by Billow. He'll cure you of your keyboard fetish. No. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I use a cover on my 11 Pro and that's, that's the way I likes it. Although the cover, actually the Apple cover is a back thing as well, but it doesn't, doesn't go around the edges, which is, yeah, which is the thing I don't like about most ipad cases i don't want the edges covered up particularly i don't want it to be any bigger than it already is first of all and second of all i i hate it when people cover up the buttons and then i have phony plastic buttons i have to push speaking of putting things on your apple devices i just sent you guys a link for um moment which i think makes like a variety of camera accessories for iphones and stuff is uh, launched today a bunch of magsafe accessories for the new phones uh including tripods and some stuff for mounting like camera like lights for cameras and stuff like that which looks kind of interesting mm-hmm. um so these are some of the i think these are some of the first third party magsafe accessories that we've really seen uh i don't use nearly enough camera stuff for any of this but it seems clever no me either <laughs> there's some yeah. mounts and stuff on it too if for i guess if you're there's like a car vent mount and stuff like that i think i every once in a while I'll think about Getting, I mean, I like the idea of a magnet mount for my car because it just, I hated fiddling with like the clamps or whatever that I used to like pop the yeah, car thing yeah. in. That's the funny thing. I just got a clamp like earlier this year. Well, and <laughs> like, I took, and now I finally took mine out. Like, oh, great. Now I could get a magazine. That's just great. <laughs> I took mine out because I use CarPlay now and there's no point because the CarPlay thing requires the phone to be plugged in 
and because it duplicates everything like on the the navigation unit screen i don't need the phone mounted in a place i can see it i usually just put it like in the oh, yeah. seat rest so right. i i like thought about it and i was like i i don't need it for any reason like it doesn't get me anything right yeah no i would definitely i would definitely consider because i used to use a magnet thing but with a case you know like i had a i had a leather the apple leather case on my se and the like i had to put a little metal plate on the inside of it to mm-hmm. use the magnet yep. mounting yeah. and now well uh, this is interesting because the magnet in the the phone is actually i mean it's not that strong so i assume the magnets that are in the mounts are much stronger um because like if i use the magsafe connector like I wouldn't want to like hold the MagSafe connector up hold and trust up. the phone would stay on it because I don't think it yeah. will. <laughs> Try it right now. It's it's on the other desk. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you don't even like this phone. Go ahead. I like the phone fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> A little bit. You, you can't make me. You're curious. You're curious. You're curious. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do it, you guys. Oh, he's gonna do it. Ah! He's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> how we broke dan's phone it doesn't work very well <laughs> okay <laughs> i just held it an inch or two above the desk and it fell on the desk it did not it did not seem like that would be a really secure way of and i do have i have a case on it but it is a fairly thin silicon case so i can't imagine that makes that much of a difference but who knows hmm. i noticed that amazon's got gold box deals on Ufi cameras today <sighs> yeah <laughs> and, you should get and one of those. robot vacuums yeah. Apparently, my, my iPhone 12 mini case is coming today. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> oh, nice. You can play with that for and pretend it's a phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I will, Dan. <laughs> I was going to say, hope. based on a um, an endorsement after we recorded, I think, last week's show, uh, I did go ahead and pre-order uh, the camera from Wise, W-Y-Z-E, which is making mm-hmm. an outdoor one, which costs like 50 bucks. And I was like, yeah, for 50 bucks, <laughs> that's worth it. <laughs> uh so but that one they just announced it doesn't order uh, i think it doesn't ship until later in november so it will be a little while but so nobody's getting nobody's getting the crazy be, apple. A, be a little no while no one's getting the crazy apple cases huh no no the, the crazy expensive ones so apparently the, the like the leather there's a leather sleeve one that i thought you that was your phone. site john crazy apple cases no yes well it's it's my next my ah. site. But thanks <laughs> for ruining it and if you when you slide the phone in it it detects the color there's a there's an nfc oh, chip yeah. in the case and it detects the color of the case and changes the time display that sh- shines through the window um so that it matches the case pretty cool it is it, is totally it cool i guess it's cool i mean is it cool or is it too far it's it's yes it's both of those things yeah it also seems strange to me that we've gotten this far into an episode of The Rebound and haven't mentioned that officially Ted Lasso has been renewed for two seasons. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, Apple yeah. official. Well, they'd be stupid. Well, not we should make sure people know that. Yeah. It's true. We're very excited. Yes. Uh, we're even more excited that we will be on the season three premiere of Ted and That's Not True. That's right. Making that up. Let's make it shit up. <laughs> but John, uh, John, didn't you go as, as Coach Beard for Halloween this year? I was. I was Coach Beard for Halloween oh, I miss this year. This. Nobody recognized me except for people on the internet who Who's I, on Twitter who are my new family. I uh, but so I, the reason I'm I'm forcing this awkward segue is because Halloween. <laughs> I had a family over outside, and it was very cold, at least in the Northeast, on Halloween. And so we had several families, hang, well, just my family and this other family hanging out outside. And I have some electrical heating devices, and we were using those to try to stay warm while we ate dinner. And the, my friend, the father of this other family wanted to watch a 
Rutgers college football game that happened to be on at that time. And as you may recall, on Prime Day, I bought a uh, outdoor projector. And I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to try it. And first of all, it, it runs a hilarious, um, to call it an iOS ripoff is an insult to iOS and ripoffs. <laughs> but it, it, the icons for its interface are literally like stolen from iOS. Like at first I thought it was showing some weird version of my phone that I had connected to it because it's the same settings icon and the same movies icon. But then I figured out it was like on the wrong input. So I switched it to the HDMI input because I was using a USB-C to HDMI cable. And it is so annoying how apps lock down and frankly how Apple allows apps to lock down what can be streamed over the 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 port in your I guess it was my iPad Pro, not my phone. What can be streamed over the port on your phone? Because first I was using the Optimum app, Optimum being my cable company, which lets you stream your TV for, if you're on your own home Wi-Fi and on your your Optimum router, you can watch TV that's your TV, right? That's yours that you're paying for. But you send that out to a projector? No, it cannot send it out. It cannot airplay or go from a cable out from it. That's blocked. It'll just show Optimum does not allow streaming from this device. Then I was like, hmm, maybe this game is streaming on certain other platforms like the ESPN app. And the ESPN's app literally won't even let you tap to start the stream if you have a thing where you're projecting the display elsewhere. It doesn't give you an error. It just doesn't allow it. And I can't believe that it's 2020. And with all the other shit I still have to deal with, I got to deal with that shit too. It seems very dumb. Yeah. That's all. I just wanted to bitch about that. Thank you for your time. I had a, a <laughs> I had a different but similar issue, Lex, which I wrote about last week on Six Colors, where I was trying to... St- I can't read everything, Dan. I'm trying to keep current, <laughs> but jeez. <laughs> Lex, I will refer you to my collected works. If you'd prefer to, volume two... <laughs> Chapter 37, <laughs> subsection A, paragraph 4. <laughs> I believe you will find, believe you'll find the bylaws. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan, you were saying. I was running a stream of Among Us uh, last week, and I was trying oh, to yes. figure out how to do this, and I realized, oh, you know what? I, it, it, I can actually, you know, I first went in thinking, I'll just do the thing where I use QuickTime and do a screen capture of the window where you can, like, capture your, your connected iOS devices screen. I was like, great, fine. And then when I plugged it in, I realized, oh, this is great. The streaming app actually just lets you pull in the, the screen image as though it is a camera, essentially. It just uses it as a video source. And it's great because it like it's not you're not capturing a window. You're just getting like the, the video feed. And that was fantastic. But then I discovered that I couldn't get the audio. It only did video. However, I then discovered that macOS <laughs> has a built-in feature where if you go into the audio MIDI setup app thing... You can enable a mode in which it just lets you view an iOS device as an audio input, hmm. which oh, I nice. did not know existed. However, that, yeah. that mode is apparently, it's like it's literally a mode whereby then it disables anything else coming out of the lightning port. Oh, I see. So I could, I lost the video when I turned on the audio and I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. Like you can clearly get both of those things out of it because if you plug in an external source, like a projector, it will give you both video and audio. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck the deal with that is, but I eventually had to go back to just screen capping from QuickTime because QuickTime can get both. Uh, but I, yeah, it was so annoying because I was like, this very nearly works really easily, and instead it works easily, but not very well, like kind of annoyingly, <laughs> easily with an asterisk. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but I was like, this is, just seems like a stupid thing that Apple could fix because clearly that capability is there. Yeah. And it feels like something that they should, if they hadn't been thinking about before, like now's the time. Right? Encourage it. We're all home. Help yeah. us. Right. Yeah. Help, help us, us figure help. something out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those many things that it feels like where Apple just 
didn't care enough to invest in a certain feature like for example the ability to use a stereo pair of home pods as a mac system output can't do it <laughs> like you can do one you can do uh you can output from the music app but you can't output like everything on your mac to a pair of home pods which is like <laughs> why <laughs> that's that's dumb <laughs> why why do you want to do that may i ask to replace the actual speakers that i use for my computer okay i just i would i i never never wanted to do that well i mean you have you what do you use for speakers like sometimes i would want to listen to music but i that i'm fine with like the system sounds not being output so i could output um the music app to something which works fine sure um but i don't really need the system sounds it, like i might not even want it's the not, system it's sounds not the to system sounds so much as is as everything from the computer i want it to be like the default audio output and the answer is you can't do that you yeah. can only send the audio output from the music app so if you want to watch I'm suggesting that what you want is wrong and immoral yes <laughs> i'm suggesting you sir are no john kennedy uh but i mean well, if, if, john if you want to watch if you want to watch a tv show or a movie on your on your mac and send the output to your home pods you cannot do that okay you can do it on your apple tv can't do it on your yeah. mac all right you want to go again so yeah, I I I don't actually know. You want to go around in this circle again? I don't know how I will solve my streaming issue. What I think I might end up doing is no, I, don't, I really don't know. Like I basically can, a streaming stick would have no problem, right? Because that's it's expecting to be connected to a screen. Um, but for live television, I don't know what the answer is. I guess I could use like a TiVo Romeo or something. But anyway, I find the world very annoying. Oh, Dan! By the way, now you can you can you'll get the Apple TV app on uh, on your Xbox. I am very exciting. I guess. Yeah. Trying to remember if there's anything else so that you I... don't need to output your Mac anymore. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, well, that was I was listening to. Uh, I think it was Mike Hurley talking about how good the because in fourteen point two, which may or may not be coming shortly after we finish recording here, one of the options on the TVOS update is to use the a HomePod pair as the default for your Apple TV. Right now, you can switch to it, but it doesn't remember it. So if you're, you know, mm-hmm. if your TV goes to sleep, it wakes up. It's going to output to, you know, your HDMI presumably again. Yeah, right. but they they're changing that, and so he's like, oh, you could just these would be great as like just a pretty good, uh, you know, surround fake surrounds like a, you know setup for your TV and stuff. And I was like, that works great, except for the fact that I have an Xbox which can't use those at all because it doesn't know they exist. So I still need a separate set of speakers for those, which is pointless. So, yeah, <laughs> I won't be doing that. <laughs> so we just don't like technology is what I'm taking away from this conversation. That's what this whole podcast has been about. Are you just getting that? I think it's coming. That It's all a journey of our slow realization that we actually don't like <laughs> the, technology. The real technology was inside us all along. That's actually kind of deep. <laughs> kind of deep. Deep.